So one of the most interesting articles came out in Forbes this year, and it was dealing with the WNBA. This article went on to say how it could be the case that WNBA players are being underpaid, and this could be evidence of a gender wage gap. Interested because, you know, Flastowy loves basketball. I took in this article and I really read what's going on and I wanted to share it with you and share my opinions. Hi, this is at Flystewie here on Instagram and Twitter and you are listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Leave a five-star review because that is how we grow. So this article written in Forbes, um, super interesting article because, of course, the WNBA is the counterpart to the NBA, only difference being it's all female professional players. And they were gave the example to say that in last year's season, Sylvia Foles led the WNBA in field goal percentage, finished second in rebounding, and she was named to the league MVP. She was only paid $109,000, whereas Leandro Barbosa is going to make half a million dollars for the Phoenix Suns, and he's not even, he didn't even play really last year. So this is all to say and the article goes on and on talking about how the NBA makes 50% of revenues it shares with the players where the WNBA makes around 20%. It went on to name things of like season attendance and things of those natures. And it started to suggest that maybe if the WNBA players were paid the same revenue share that NBA players were paid, which is 50%, then the average pay for these players would be 70, instead of 70 grand a year, it would be 120 grand a year. So the reason I really brought this up is I found it pretty interesting because, of course, gender page gap, uh, wage gap is some always in discussion. You know, people are always fighting for rights, equality and everything. But I think this is a dangerous article, if I could put that, especially coming for Forbes. And there's some things about it that just come off untrue and indigenous, right? So they go on to note how in, you know, the WNBA, I think they said it was in year seven, and they have a better attendance record than the NBA did at that same time, right? But a lot of the things that they didn't really hit on was the fact that creating a sports league is hard. It's not really that easy. The best example is to think about the NHL, the NFL. There's no real female counterparts for these sports, Matter of fact, for the NFL, they tried to do the just the same league in Europe, a Euro NFL league, and it completely failed. It's very difficult to make these sports. You know, there's basketball is just starting to take off in Europe, and in a lot of these different semi-pro leagues and pro leagues in Europe, players aren't really getting paid. It's hard to build interest, and one of the things that the WNBA did really well is to essentially grow the WNBA brand, a lot of the money that was made and paid to players in the very beginning came from the associated NBA teams, right? So it's one of the things that's indigenous to say that the WNBA players aren't getting paid their fair share when it's very early in the league's history. You know, um, for instance, like a comment was made by a WNBA player talking about the $150 million contract that LeBron signed for four years, and she said, I don't know about that amount of money, but I'm just looking forward to make my first million dollars. And 
one of the things that you have to realize is that the NBA players are making massive amount of money because the league is generating a mass amount of money. In the year that just passed, 2018, it was estimated that the league generated around $5.9 billion. And that's from TV deals, and that's from you know ticket sales, of course, and merchandise. And the WNBA just doesn't have numbers around there. And I think this is putting a disservice, and it's making it seem like maybe there's a a sexist tint to this, like, you know, just getting away with this because they're women. And what I'll say is this, is that in the WNBA, there actually is a players union. You know, Chris Paul is the head of it. And what this player union did is it fought for veterans and made sure that there's minimum um, payouts that you could pay to rookies. Like rookies couldn't be paid absorbent amounts because this would take from the players' pays in the league. They made sure that all the best players started taking maximum contracts. They really fought for a fair pay for each player and how much each player could get paid and the minimums they could accept from teams. So this has helped a lot of bargaining situations and this helped players get paid more. So I definitely believe in for WNBA players to keep, you know, keep the pressure on maybe make a union of their own fight for higher pay and everything. But to make it a men and women issue is just not fair. I think it's better just to look at the leagues as leagues, right? Look at them as leagues, see how much, you know, other leagues in that position have made and then start arguing from there. But to make it a man and a woman issue, it's, it's really, really, I would say tough. Right. And I think in my own opinion, the WNBA is doing fantastic. Like just comparing it to other basketball leagues. Like if you've seen LeVar Ball's league, like, you know, attendance, it's just first year. But of course, his attendance is still coming in. That's still something they're doing, promoting it. Um, The WNBA has been able to countlessly able to produce stars and has that name recognition. Um, You're going to start seeing higher brand paying, paying for just marketing their names and everything like that. And especially with the personal brand really taking over and influencers being a bigger deal, you're going to see that these players are going to become more and more valuable. I think the NBA has done the great job so far of marketing the WNBA. And I think these players are really getting out there and people are starting to recognize them. Um, when it comes to revenue share, I think one of the things that people got to realize is that a lot of these teams, if they're not playing in these, you know, the same arenas as the NBA teams, they're playing in these ginormous arenas, which have massive fixed costs. You know, you got to pay for each employee there. You got to pay for the guy making popcorn, the guy sweeping the floor. You got to pay for the lights, this time just to play the game. Like these fixed costs are very absorbent, right? And this league, maybe, what was it? Did the league generate like, if I could find the number, but the league generated uh, in the millions of dollars in revenue, right? Um, the league was about $26 million, I believe, it generated in uh, ticket sales, right? $26 million, which, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but when you think about those fixed costs for, you know, the <clears throat> each deal that they have, it just it's just a lot to pay out. You know, you can't pay out $13 million because the fixed costs are so high. But as you see that revenue going up and up and up, of course, you're going to see that distributed more and higher to players. Now, one of the arguments in the article was, of course, that, you know, the WNBA salary used to be 75 grand per on average, but now it's 71 grand. And although this looks like 
a correlation, of course, I think definitely got to dig into that. I think that also plays into the fact that a lot of these leagues are starting to skew lower. If you look in the NBA, you can see that these teams are getting younger and younger and younger because, of course, NBA teams have figured out that um, that the best way to build a team is from the draft. You get these young guys and then, you know, you build their skill set. So why take a 28-year-old on your team if he's just as good as the 19-year-old guy you're drafting or if the 19-year-old guy can become better than the 28-year-old in two, three years? So a lot of these teams are just basically gutting veterans and just putting rookies on. They're cheaper and they have more potential. It just makes sense. And the WNBA is following the same pursuit. So there could be something to that stat of this average salary is not going up. And of course, the WNBA just signed a massive or a bigger um, deal, right? So of course, you're going to think that it's going to go to the players. And I think it should, of course. I think this is something that should be continued to look at and have you guys watched the WNBA? I used to actually watch it. I used to have Raptors NBA TV and used to come on that channel. And it was kind of cool seeing a different league and everything like that. Um, but of course, the NBA is the NBA, the NFL is NFL. And WNBA could be there in 10 years, but right now it's just not fair to compare it to one of the major leagues because this league is in its infancy. Anyways, it's your host at Fly Studio on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to say hi. So make sure to say hello. And we, Flight Crew, have to take off the Uneducated Investor Podcast.